0: Welcome into the Bama Baseline Podcast. I'm James Fletcher, alongside Luke Ratliff and Trevin Pierre Noel. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, two games in the books over the past week, as well as a series of games coming up uh, before we will have another podcast uh, going to Atlantis, a mythical place, and, the uh, city com- of Atlantis. competing with the north carolina tar heels among others uh, who are yet to be determined uh we'll get into that in the first we'll give you a recap in the second we're going to do a pick them for the games this weekend in college basketball uh, let you know what we think about the games across uh, the ncaa and then in the third well, we're going to get you ready for Atlantis, uh, preview all of those games, the potential matchups, uh, the one that we know will happen against North Carolina, and uh, what, what to expect from the team as they travel uh, to a, a Paradise Island uh, to play some basketball. And then in the fourth, of course, we will have a list for you guys to wrap things out uh, for the day. First, though, we got to get into Rhode Island. We'll go, we'll go in order of the events. Rhode Island, the first game. Uh, that we have to talk about. We previewed it uh, last week, and uh, what did did you guys, what were your main takeaways from the the road trip to Kingston, Rhode Island? If it could
1: go wrong, it went wrong in Rhode Island. You know, like uh, we uh, started out, what was it, 0 for 12 from point. It was rough, rough it, was, it was not. It was not great. Uh, John Petty didn't have a great night. He knocked got some shots in the second half. But, you know, getting down 22 to Rhode Island on the road uh, didn't really, you know, it, turning the ball over, too. That was the story of the game. I, I forget how many we have. What well, we have? Like, 22. By the 22. End of the, by the end of the night. I feel like that's a very conservative number. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it was just, uh, I, I don't think, it was, let's not take away either from Rhode Island. That was a very maybe the most underrated backcourt in all of college basketball in Rhode Island with Fats Russell and the other guy. What's his name? What hey, are you talking Downing. about? Downing?
0: That's Downing. it. Downing,
1: yeah Downing. yeah. But maybe Yeah. Uh, maybe the most underrated backcourt in America. Uh, I was worried about Fats Russell all week because I remember uh-huh. when he came in the Coleman Coliseum against Colin Sexton just basically lit us up, almost yeah. won the game for him. But, you know, I, it's just it, – it's one tonight, right? It just—it just—it just was it's just it just was not meant to be. Because how often are we going to? You can't hang your head on that loss, you know. Because they battled back to get within five, and then
0: like you know, I mean, they just ran out of energy. When you when you expend you that out. much energy, uh, especially at the pace they're playing, to try to get back from down twenty-two, uh-huh. bring it all the way back to five, I, they ran they ran out of gas and. I, you know, of obviously the solution to that is don't go down by 22, but <laughs> <laughs> it's e- easier said than done. And and uh, once you're in that position, the most you can ask for is that they keep fighting, uh, they keep competing, and I think they did in that game.
1: Well, here's my thing too. Like I, I'm not gonna hang my head or spend too much time talking about the Rhode Island game because how often, how many games this season is uh, is the tide going to? Go mm-hmm. 0 for twelve from three point territory. Not often. Not, not, often, not often. hopefully not. Hopefully <laughs> not anymore. All right, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But hopefully not anymore. You know, it's just it's just one of them nights, right?
2: <sighs> Trevin, what you got for us? That was probably the hardest game I've had to watch. In, know in, you, a, in a long time at the University
1: of Alabama. I, I know for those of you who are uh, not in the, the Bama baseline group text, uh, <laughs> it was not a great night for Trevin Pierre-Noel. it was! It was not. Those
2: turnovers just killed me. Mm-hmm. I I just had oh, it was it was a rough it was a rough time, and it wasn't the fact that we were turning the ball over. It was the fact of when we were turning the ball over because we we came out great. At the start of the game, and I don't know what happened. We just hit a brick wall, and it was just turnover, turnover, turnover. And they just kept converting, and we just mm-hmm. kept fouling them on the back end. They were just getting a lot of and-one plays. And it's just it was just rough, that first half. Second half was a lot better. They came out with more energy. They shot the ball a lot better. But that first, those turnovers just killed mm-hmm. us in that, that one stretch. So I think it was they had like a – what? Like a 20,
0: 20 to something run on us. It was twenty to one run, was it not? Twenty to one, I believe that's right. And it, let me tell <laughs> that you, was, it was a, that it was, was a night rough. where I was glad to be in another arena watching yes. a different basketball game, yeah. uh, where I could only loosely uh, keep track of the keep track of the game as it was going. But I, I I look I look down at the box score. It says that we're we're within striking distance. I'm uh, remaining remaining hopeful that we're we're going to pull away. And then I, I, I look down, I'm paying attention to the basketball game I'm at, and I get a text from, from Trevin here, and he is distraught <laughs> with the 22-point deficit think, that we find ourselves in. I think in. That, that's putting it light. <laughs> well,
1: we, we, we had to collectively speak Trevin off the ledge <laughs> that
0: night. It, it, was,
2: it was a very bad time. It guys. was a
0: bad game, but, but hey, we don't, we don't want to hang our heads for too long, no. as we said. A uh, bright spot in the game, Kyra
1: Lewis. Oh, my God. How good has he been this year? He's it's, been only, it's only he's been four games. He has been
2: saving me. He has been saving me.
0: <laughs> <And getting, laughs> he getting, getting good me. feedback from all reports from NBA scouts. Absolutely. Um, of course, he should Latest be. report is that he is currently late first round, early second round a on a lot, of, a lot of scouts' boards. He'll be a, that's steal. a steal. He'll that's be a steal.
1: I don't think – I'll, I'll say this. I don't think, especially in the SEC, I don't think there's, you know, five – players total that are better than Kyra Lewis right now. And, no, also, and
2: also, what the scouts are also taking into account is also how young he is too. So you put him right. on your team, you get him in the system. He's still young enough to where you're basically getting a freshman straight out. I'm, and But he has more experience. He has mm-hmm. a more developed mind in the game. So like, he's two years into this thing. His body has been more developed. You know, you get him in those NBA nutrition plans. You get him in those NBA practice schedule. He's just focused on basketball. Kyle, he will be a steal.
1: I, I think so. And the, I think it's the last thing we're, we're going to say about the the island game there was a point there in the second half where uh, you know Alabama was trying to mount a comeback and uh, Kyra had scored on three or four straight possessions and like he was getting to the basket at will he was making jump shots he was you know and not turning the ball over and I said out loud I said if he passes the ball the rest of the game just should forfeit right then (laughs) (laughs) he should not pass the ball anymore he should go into full
2: Kobe mode Right then, and also, I want to. This is the last thing I am going to say about it. There was one positive that I took away from this game, um, and that is Herb Jones going seven for twelve with seventeen points. That yep. was refreshing after struggling after, in the first half. After struggling, he came well, coming back, back from injury too. Yeah, coming back yep. from injury, struggled first half, came back, renewed energy. I thought Herb had a great game against Rhode Island. I would everybody else could say the same. It doesn't happen, but hey. It is what it is. We move on to, to dubs. Yep. ninety
0: three seventy nine 79 loss uh, against Rhode Island. And again, Kingsford, or Kingston. Kingsford Charcoal, Kings, Rhode Island. Kingston, Rhode Island in front of 7,000 strong. Uh, <clears throat> but let's move on. Let's yeah. talk about something a little more fun. The Furman win in Coleman Coliseum uh, just one night ago, as we record this on a Wednesday, probably will be published on a Thursday, so it'll be two days uh, for those of you doing the math. Uh, what was your takeaways from, from Furman? Uh, what did you think about the, the turnovers, again, being a big issue, but, but the difference as it comes out as a positive? result for Alabama? Um, tur- the turnover still concerned me because we had 11 in basically the first,
2: what, six minutes of It was, play. It was 11 and 9 minutes. 11 and 9... Oh, that's right. Wow, okay. So yeah, we had 11 turnovers in the first 9 minutes of basketball, and we kept firm and close when we really didn't need to because of those turnovers. You see in the second half they played the, be- the ball a lot better, and it really reflected more of what this team was capable of, and... I think what people don't realize is even though we, like, lost last game, we won this game, we scored 79 in the last game. We scored 81 in this game on terrible shooting and 22 turnovers. Mm -hmm. We stopped turning the ball over... It is, it is on and popping. Like, I'm just saying, like, this score is going to go up, okay? We're, we can easily average 90 as a team once we start controlling these turnovers. I know Nate Oates said he wanted to get it down to about 12. Well, you know, it didn't happen this game. Hopefully they'll run for it. But, you know, it... At least, you know, at least we can see the offense being more productive and also kind of hinting at the fact that, you know, we're, there's still the identity of Avery Johnson's defense still on the back end because that, that defense that they – like they have a strong defense mentality getting to guys quick, making sure that they're rotating when they need to. They still have that identity, but also adding the offensive element onto that, I think is a positive outlook that I can look
0: on for this game. Yeah, I think – but <laughs> – still, the turnovers, it, it still the turnovers are still terrible. The turnovers are still terrible. I tweeted <laughs> out at one point at the at the first media timeout there were exactly 16 minutes left on the clock. Uh, that means that we had played 124 minutes of basketball so far on the season. In that time we had 62 turnovers. Yeah, that is a half turnover per minute. A lot of people like to measure the assist to turnover ratio. It, it got to the it, it has been so bad so far that I have had to measure the turnover to minute. Reach. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been an issue. It's and a perfect it needs, 500. It needs to be, to be solved. Yes. It's, it, we can't continue to play like this Damn. against, especially a team like North Carolina coming up.
1: Absolutely. And you know, you talk about, you talk about that, you know, 62 turnovers for 124 minutes played. Uh, at that point, and we're know. roughly still on that pace, uh, we, yeah. Roughly, you know, that's 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 500. If we were playing baseball, that's Hall of Fame number, <laughs> but we're not, <laughs> you know. But let's let's look at the positives here. Wait, first of all, we won, uh, they won the game.
0: That's, that's not a positive in itself that's, that's
1: <laughs> against a really good Firm, mid-major yes. Furman team, yes, right? You know, this Ranked team higher
0: was, than us in Kim Palm's uh ranking yes, system,
1: they, they are, and they're the number six, uh, I forget who the uh sources this says number six mint major in the country. Mm-hmm. You know? That's how everyone. That's how of everyone. Yeah. You know? Uh but that's that's really good they were ranked last year. They got a great coach Bob Ritchie. It's that's a really good team that yes. the Tide beat uh Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Was yeah. it Wednesday or Tuesday?
0: It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday, Tuesday night. <laughs> returning returning four or five starters. That team was loaded coming into this game and yeah. And I, I did have concerns about the turnovers. Those ended up being founded. But, I mean, they end up shooting over 50% when they do keep the ball long enough to get a shot up. And so uh, I think that was encouraging. Uh, obviously, the big bright spot all season so far has been Jaden Shackelford. Freshmen coming in, averaging these points, and, and contributing night in, night out on the offensive Absolutely. end. And yes. now starting to become a factor on the defensive end in this game with three steals. I think if he, if he can continue to put up this kind of production, uh, the sky's the limit hey. for him. Shackleford, you had three steals. I'm proud of you, buddy. But I'm still not going to overshadow my man,
2: Jamion Davis with his steal. That was a thing of beauty. He read that play perfectly. Then run came it up, back to court. Came in back, the court. back behind the guy. He was going right here and trying to look over his shoulder, ball up high. Jamion said, give me that nonsense. Ran down the court, got a guard on him. Saw the run dribble. The back tried quick. the dribble move. Put the yep. ball up. Nice layup. He said,
0: I'm just going to do it nice and pretty-like. That was a nice play. That was yep. great. And, and rim Protector Galen Smith getting involved as well. Three blocks in the game, pinned one off the backboard. Incredible play from Galen yeah. Smith off the bench. Again, yeah.
2: I
1: can't on f- defense I'll on defense. defense. <laughs> yes, defense. defense. You
0: got to specify yes.
1: this. <laughs> I, I was thinking
0: specifically about that play in particular.
1: <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about this again because uh, you know I, I can't say enough about the improvement with Javin Davis. I really can't. You know, just watching him, you know. It's not really showing, you know, it shows up on the stat sheet, of mm-hmm. course, but, like, watching him, it's much different. You see it in, you know, his footwork. You see it in how attentive he is on defense, playing the passing lanes, having active hands, you know. The switching. That's what killed me was how great he was on the switch last night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let, let's talk about something else. Uh, I want to talk about something. John Petty didn't have a great first half, uh, I don't think. Yeah, but came out in the second half, adjusted on defense and held what was the guy's name? what was it? Mounts? Clay Mounts? Yes,
0: Clay Mounts. With the Zero headband. points. Zero points in the second half. Zero points. And Coach said that was all he could talk about when he got to the locker room it was his defensive effort and how how he was able to keep him and and keep in mind, Mounts played all forty minutes. Mm-hmm. He was in there the whole time, and for 20 minutes in the second half, he he was held to zero points. Uh, a real testament to John Petty putting in the effort on defense. As Coach Oates said after the game, uh, you get these guys like Petty and Shackelford, you get them engaged on defense, the offense comes naturally for those guys. Absolutely. And so you get them involved on defense and have them play an all-around game. There's no limit to what those guys can do. Look, all we're just seeing is just
2: gradual improvement in this team as the season just keeps progressing forward. And and I'm going to touch on the, the turnovers again, for just for one reason, one reason only. The reason they're having these turnovers is because they're trying to force plays. That's yes, right. Yeah. Because you can see them taking like it's a lot of cross court passes, a lot of like under basket passes, and then and an occasional slip of the hand. I just can't control it, kind of thing. It's them trying to force plays that don't need to be forced. Yeah. And that's just kind of just that's kind of growing pains in an offense. OK, so, you know, it's it's going to happen. I mean, just it's about learning from that experience and just moving forward. So, you know, as the season progresses, especially when we get to SEC play, I have I am not worried about these turnover numbers. I know that they'll go down drastically just because they'll be more comfortable in the offense. They'll be able to move more. They'll be able to anticipate the timing because this this offense is a lot quicker mm-hmm. than what we, we are used to. So you have to get used to that timing, how people are going to be moving, getting people the ball in the right place. It's still growing pains that we're going through. So that's the reason why.
1: And yeah. real quickly before we end this segment, I want to look at the percentages. Uh, not only did the Bama defense hold uh, a really good shooting team in Furman to 30%, or no, less than that, excuse me, 26% from three for the game, yeah. uh, the, the tight themselves. You know, shot over, shot fifty one percent from the field and thirty three percent from uh, from deep, mm-hmm. including. Yeah. Hold on, we're not talking about this. Seventy four percent from the free throw line on twenty seven free throws. Yeah, got to the line. So, ball, beautiful. A big so beautiful. Fan.
0: I am a big free throw fan. <laughs> I love me. Well, if, you, if <laughs> you like free throws? It would be a disservice uh, for us to end this segment uh, without uh, giving a shout out to Jordan Lyons of the Furman Paladins. This guy. I, oh my goodness! <laughs> incredible play. 33 points on 21 shots uh, 6 of 16 from deep It's incredible 13 13 of 13 He hit the the green button every time (laughs) Absolutely Green arc uh, just automatic from hey, the free hey, throw line. respect. Respect young Good man. for him. Respect you know, young he You know,
1: he came out, honestly, and we, we uh, in the student section, we started to make fun of him a little bit because, you know, he's all arms. He looks built. Yeah. We <laughs> told him he skipped leg day, but
0: yeah, <laughs> whatever works, man. <laughs> whatever works. And it, it was working for him. Better than then. the guy at Ole Miss. <laughs> 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 but not, not enough to get the win for, for Furman. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to come back. We're going to do some pick-em action uh, for this weekend in college basketball, Uh, give you guys our thoughts on these teams that will be playing over the next couple days. Uh, Stay tuned here. This is the Bama Baseline Podcast. The Capstone 90.7 FM WVUA.
1: We're back here in the Bama Baseline Studios. Real quick, I just want to apologize because I'm just tracking today, folks. I'm, I, I'm a little under the weather. I'm not doing well. I think I, we all are. I mean, just it's been great. I've lost my voice, but that's okay. You know, uh, what we're going to do now, we're going to do a little bit of pick them action for you. Uh, so, break out, you know, the break out you checkbook.
0: These are our locks of the millennium. Make sure you're listening to this podcast on your way to the bank. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, uh, just just go ahead and get the checkbook. put it out. on the
0: Bluetooth speaker.
1: We so gotta let con- it play. We contact play. your bookie as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do a little pick 'em. We got uh, five locks. We got five locks of five the millennium guarantees. Locks of the millennium. Mm-hmm. Uh, James,
0: what we got first? Uh, first, we're gonna pick LSU and Utah State. Who you got? I whoa. If they were playing at LSU,
2: I would pick LSU. If they are playing at Utah State, you know how big of a fan I am of Utah State. I would pick Utah State. The he, fact is he's, he's going to on, on our neutral Here we go. Here we go. But they're, they're not playing playing in the Utah State. I said I mean, if you said if. You said it. I, I said, if. said if. But he here we. No. They're playing in Jamaica. It is hot in Jamaica. Utah is not used to hot things. I'm going to pick LSU you, for that reason. Did you, did you just <laughs> say that Utah is not used to hot weather? Yeah, that's what I said. Utah State. They're they're known for cold. It is a mountainous region. I, I'm like going with LSU. The mountain, it is. <laughs> I'm going with LSU. Give me the Bayou. I'm taking Trendon Watford over Utah you State. You know there's also, like, deserts out in that area, you know, right? You know what, James? I made my pick. I'm sticking <laughs> with my pick. Stop backhanding my pick. We're, of course, doing
1: all these picks straight up because the lines <laughs> right. have not come out yet. No <laughs> lines out for no these lines. games.
0: No lines. We're I'm, blind picking them here. We're, we're taking money line. Money line all the way. I'm on, taking on a
2: chance picks. here. I'm going with LSU. They'll definitely let me down as lsu does in all things
1: all right so uh, I, I'll, I'll piggyback on that i don't think uh, i don't think utah state even though they're five and oh fifth in the country i don't think they're a match up physically with uh lsu especially at front court uh Trenton watford and the other guy you know the one uh i don't think they're a to match up very well at all uh Give me LSU. Also, haven't seen the points. line's not out yet. Give me LSU and the points. Okay. I'm taking
0: LSU and the points as well. Uh, Utah State. There are great. no points. I, I, I don't care what the point <laughs> value is. You could put it at 19 and a half, and I'm taking LSU and the points here because Utah State, questionable whether or not they'll have their, their top player, Anemius uh, Kita. I probably butchered that name, by the way, but I, I gave it a shot, and that's all you can ask for. <laughs> Uh, That's very in-depth analysis for James, who just pulled up the roster. No roster in front. He's an NBA draft prospect. I've had to look at him for uh, for some scouting purposes. But I like him as a player. But if he's questionable to go, I think it could be a rough night for Utah State uh, taking on top 25 LSU and uh, all that they have in the front court. You look at this game and... While they won't struggle with the temperature, if you if you were going to make that argument, you should have at least gone with humidity, Trevin. I was getting there, but you were
2: backhanding my things. I let you finish. You were backhanding my things. <laughs> you were distracting me. I got distracted. I was going to say something about the humidity, but you just ruined all right, it. All right, changed. humidity
0: just as an argument has been validated, right, I say. But, but I don't think it'll matter humidity or not. They are indoors after all. This is basketball. You've heard of condensation. And so I'm taking <laughs> LSU. Give me whatever the points are. Give me give me LSU straight up. And let's let's just move on to now, the next uh, game. Hold here. on.
1: Hold on. Let's not forget. This is a big upset because Utah State, 15th ranked team in the country.
0: And LSU, are. FBI investigation. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a very strong take by all of us here. All right. Well, James, what we got next? We got Ole Miss and Memphis uh, kicking off this Saturday at noon. Uh, Ole Miss traveling up to Memphis in the FedEx Forum. Who you got? No James Wiseman in this game. Uh, The handicappers, uh, I don't know if they had a line out, but if they have, they've pulled (laughs) it off the board. They've pulled it off the board, if so. uh, We are awaiting it, Uh, the reposting. So, I know you guys are waiting for Trevin because Trevin's going
2: to have the best one here. Anyways, um, I am going to go with Memphis in this game over Ole Miss. Even though James Wiseman is out, I think Memphis still has enough weapons and they can space the ball out just a little bit more. I think Penny Hardaway is a great coach. I think he's going to find the... the You know the right combination in order to be successful. They're playing at Memphis in the FedEx Forum. I don't know if you've seen Memphis' floor. It's very weird. I don't like it. Ole Miss is going to have trouble. It's been. It's better than it was. That's all I'm (laughs) going to say. Look, Ole Miss is going to have trouble with all the blue that's around them. I think it's going to be a great game for them, especially after all the penalties and things that have come down. Fans are going to be cheering for James Wiseman as he pays his $11,000 fine, which is BS, but we'll talk about that later. But, But, you know, I'll address it later, eventually, at some point. But you know, I think I got Memphis in this one. Emotional. It's at home. It's on a weird floor, and I Penny Hardaway still coaching the team. I'm taking Memphis. Yeah, and,
1: you know uh, Kermit Davis' team. You know, it's the second year. Uh, still got Brian Tyree, who's apparently good. Uh, their guards are <laughs> the, the Ole Miss guards are great, but I don't think that team as a whole can really keep up with the speed and physicality of Memphis. You know, that's a very good starting five freshmen – Minus James Wiseman, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think. I don't think as far as skill goes. I think Memphis wins this in a close game. I don't
0: know what the line is, but I wouldn't take it. I'd take Memphis straight up. I agree with you there. Uh, I'm taking Memphis. Uh, I probably wouldn't take the line. Obviously, we don't know what it is yet, but they're just not out. But, but uh, contact the sports books. Right, we, we but, need answers. But, but Hayes. I'm picking Memphis for one reason and one reason only. If Wiseman was in, it would be an obvious pick here. But without your top player, there's one reason. And I want you guys to, to pull up pull up your laptops. If you're listening to this on your mobile device, I want you to pull out your phone, uh, go into that browser, and type in Lester Quinones Shorts. I want you guys to pull that up right now and just just look at how – Now this Ole Miss team—they've played in some big environments, right? They've played in Rupp Arena, but there has never been anything as distracting as how high up this man's shorts are pulled. It (laughs) is—it is incredible. My goodness! And and quite disturbing uh, if you're trying to guard him, I would imagine. And I don't think Brian Tyree can overcome this distraction. Uh, that he's going to have to face throughout the game. I think that's why I'm picking Memphis uh, in this game. Is Lester Quinones' <laughs> shorts uh, will ru- rule the day they're just, once again? They're just
1: pulled so far. Now, we talk about this a lot with Into LSU his compression shorts. Yeah, J- Devontae Smart with LSU, his shorts are pulled up a good bit
0: too. But my goodness, why well, is this he? is just what's it just all thighs? It can't be comfortable. It this came is, out. In, it came out in a in a press conference. Apparently, I've been. My sources have confirmed that. Lester Quinones alerted the media, uh, told on himself, really, that he shaves his thighs in, in preparation to pull his pants up that high. That's it. Uh, hey, teach his own. Quite the teach good for him, own, I <laughs> guess. I, I don't know. Teach his own. I just thought I'd throw out some facts. It some can't fact. be comfortable. It, it has to affect the line. That's all I'm saying, and so I wanted you guys to have that information.
1: If you're listening to this before Saturday, God, don't, don't lock your bets in until you hear or till you right. consider <laughs> James's take about
0: Lesser can own this short. No, no take here. I, I'm not. I'm not. Telling oh, this, you is this way. matter of fact? I'm, I'm giving you the facts before you go out and put your hard-earned money on the line. <laughs> I want you to have all the information on what Bree and Tyree yeah, and the yeah. Ole Miss Rebels are going up against here. Well, then let's great. move on. Let's move on to Game Three, though. Uh, Georgia, and Dayton. Look, I'm, gonna yeah, it, right. I'm gonna let you go both first on this teams, one. and you know what
1: that. means. You know what that means. Something's got to give. Luke, I'm going to let you go ahead and have this one. This, uh, is, this is your favorite one. It's, it's a big game uh, if, you have, if you're have if you Alabama fan with reading interest. Uh, uh, pulling hard for Georgia. They got a real tough game before them. We didn't talk about it against Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia but, Tech. Uh, that's... that's Wednesday night, actually. Uh, it's going on as we record this podcast. So, I uh, haven't checked on that. But, anyways, uh, Georgia going up against our third biggest basketball rival, the mm-hmm. Dayton Flyers. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar. Give us a refresher. All right. Top five basketball rivals for Alabama. It's Creighton at one. Mm-hmm. Big Gap then Wichita State. Shocked. Dayton, the Dayton at three. Then after that, it's Xavier and it gets real blurry after four. I'd say Mississippi State. Mississippi State coming in at five. I'm, yes.
2: And I always put South Carolina
1: as a special mention. Yeah. Uh, but, anyways, uh, in Maui, that, the Maui Invitational, Georgia against Dayton, uh, the Lahaina Civic Center. <laughs> the Lahaina Civic Center. That's going to be a good game, too. Undefeated teams as of right now, so you know what that means. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Uh, don't know the line. Uh real tough Georgia team I guess I don't know they got Anthony Edwards
0: (laughs) Anthony Edwards is really the the main thing you need to know they have
1: their team consists of Anthony Edwards and others (laughs) uh Get me, honestly, I'm pulling hard for Georgia here. Got to. Tom Crean, really good coach. They're going to find a way to pull, not just pull out a win against Dayton, but whoop them. Yeah, They're going to
0: whoop them real good. I think Tom Crean, excellent coach. Anthony Edwards, I'll throw out the name Rayshawn Hammonds, not that that means anything to you guys, but he, he's been playing well this season. And I'm, I'm going I'm going Georgia uh, against Dayton in the Maui Invitational. You got to. If
1: you're a Bama thing, you got big rooting
0: interest here for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Trevin, are you are you going to go against the allegiance here? I am going to go against the allegiance
2: Ooh. here. I am going fake to, fan. Ooh. I am going to take Dayton. Fake fan. I'm going to take Dayton big here. How dare you taking Dayton big? How about big. that? How dare Do you
1: not remember the 2016 game against Dayton with Andrew Smith? Do you I remember, not remember that
2: game. Yes, that's our remember the element <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> well, I remember the owl, though. But at the same time, we still got to do business with the people across there. Okay, so hey, look, look. I'm taking Dayton. I'm taking Dayton big. I don't know something about Georgia. I just don't feel good about them heading into this situation. Are they going to have jet lag or something? <laughs> no, it's just it's just them playing after the Georgia Tech game. is going to be a tough game, and then they have to turn around and play Dayton, which is also a very good team. They could be slept on by Georgia because you know they're a mid-major
0: team. So I'm I'm taking Dayton. I'm just I'm feeling good about Perfect. this pick. All right, we'll move later on that night. You can catch Arkansas and Georgia Tech. On the ACC network, a game played so in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks, heading on the road, they are four and O oh to start the season. And I got to tell you guys, I'm going with the Hogs. We know you're going with the hogs. big. I, you know, you know, I sold out for for Arkansas last year, <laughs> <laughs> and I held on to hope until the last. I remember. Last moment. I remember. I mean, I'm talking. I was clinging to the back of a Mack truck, driving 60 miles an hour down the interstate, and and they. I finally had to let go. It was a great uh, decision. But this is great the year decision. they're gonna. This is the Eric year. Musselman coming in. Great coach. Can't say enough. Great about recruiter. Them. And, and Isaiah Joe, like I, t- I talked about him last year. I was a big fan, but this year he's really taken it to he's the He's got club. two
1: first names. He does.
0: Isaiah Joe Mama. Uh, <laughs> anyways,
1: like, if you hadn't said that, i got to be honest. I, I don't know one person that plays for Arkansas. It's not because I'm a bad, a, a bad SEC basketball fan. Well, with Daniel fan. Gafford
0: gone. He's gone? He is gone. Okay, well, on the Bulls. <laughs> Good for Name him. The roster. Good for him. He's, um, he's made a couple plays. Yeah, but he I do is.
1: know. I do know something. I do know this Arkansas team is really good. I yeah. do know that they they they've blown out the competition this year, uh, through four games, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, Arkansas goes. Uh, Georgia Tech gonna have a really physical, really emotional game, a rivalry game against Tom Crean in Georgia in Stegman Coliseum. Uh, Wednesday night, tonight actually, that we're recording, uh, they're not going to be able to match up with Eric Musselman's Arkansas team. So give me the Hogs.
0: Yeah. Also, give me the points. I didn't mention that. I don't care what we the points are. We don't have the points. I don't care what the points are. I'm taking them because you're going to get a good you're going to get a good value with Arkansas being on the road for this game.
1: Yeah, and this, this well, yeah, you make a point. There should be a good litmus test for this Arkansas team because they mm-hmm. look
2: really good. They look top four in the SEC right now. Yeah. So for this game. I'm going to take Arkansas, but I want to give a special shout out to Georgia Tech because I'm looking at their schedule, and this might be the roughest schedule I've ever seen in my entire life. They have to play Georgia, Arkansas. They have to play Nebraska. They have to play Syracuse. Well, Nebraska has not huh? been a very good team, <laughs> but still, but still, Wait, pa- power, I mean, five, power, power, power five, power five, companies. good team. Syracuse. They have to play at Kentucky. Mm. Okay, they have to play Florida State, North Carolina, and North Carolina and Duke back to back. Oh That's a bad week. <laughs> That's <laughs> bad a bad week, week for Georgia Tech. Bad week. Then they have to go at Boston College. Then they have Notre Dame, then Virginia, and then Louisville back to back.
0: Shut shut. You look. Georgia man, that's Tech the, that's the ACC schedule. Georgia, I'm just, <laughs> saying, I'm just saying, that's just a
2: terrible schedule, man. Georgia Tech, I'm sorry for your fans because y'all about to have a terrible season because this, this is so many you good know, games. You your make schedule. a good
1: point. Like it's really hard for Josh Pastner to keep his job. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's really hard. It is. It's really hard with this schedule because you may even the out of conference. You know, take away the exhibition they played against Alabama. Just take that away. Mm-hmm, didn't right. count, right? They still got to play Arkansas, yes. Georgia. Go to Kentucky. Yes. I mean.
0: And you they can't also, catch a break. The, the difficult part is, is you, you know you know you're going to drop conference. some games in division or in in conference rather. Uh, it's just the way it is if you're Georgia Tech. So you've got to kind of try to build that out of conference resume, but at the same time, you risk having a colossal. Uh, downswing in your in your season and mm. and that's how you get fired. Yeah. And so if you got to really kind of walk that line if you're going to take a job like Georgia Tech. Do you how many uh, big games do you play in your out of conference schedule? Uh, kind of risking it all to go to the NCAA tournament uh, and really play with your career. Mm-hmm.
2: But back to the game at hand, I like Muscleman. I like Joe. Joe Mama. Joe Mama. Joe Mama. <laughs> Joe Mama. I like Joe Mama. Got him. So I'm gonna take Arkansas. They have a very easy game, I think, against South Dakota beforehand. And so I think they'll be nice, rested, ready to go to beat Georgia Tech in Atlanta, represent the SEC. Good job. All right. All right. Next game. Last one. And New Mexico. I hope Auburn loses.
1: Well, I mean, you could always hope that they lose, but I'm going to I'm going to go on the record with this. This game's in Brooklyn. Um, it's it, what's that Monday? Are we talking Monday here? Yeah, oh, we
0: were talking, yes,
1: Monday 830, ESPN news, ESPN News, excuse me, uh, in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, this Auburn team, and it's 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 ridiculous because you know the talent they lost last year. Mm-hmm. I thought this would be not a down year, but there would definitely be you know a drop off. So far, you know, I've, of course, they've only played one good team, to my knowledge. They played at South Alabama, and they, just, you know, one won by one point, right? Job. But that's a good South Alabama team. This, this, this Auburn team looks really tough. Looks really, really tough.
0: Well, I, just I, want, I think Okuro's been outstanding. He's been that a freshman. Uh, yeah. yeah, Okuro. But we all we all sort of figure that too. Right. Yeah, he's, okay. he's a slouch.
2: Yeah, Okuro. They still have Purfoy. Pur, Purfoy. Yeah. I Very hate good. his last name. Purfoy. Mclemore. And let's not forget that his,
0: his first name is the difficult one. Uh,
2: yeah. I know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we know who he is. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yes, they still have those guys returning uh-huh. um, on the team. Okuro has <laughs> definitely stepped out as a freshman but i think the most important piece that people are missing is Austin Wiley coming back from suspension um, his NCAA
0: sanctions he's giving uh, them does he play basketball he does i don't it's often hard to remember. see him in the on the court it's, hard <laughs> to remember. it's so
2: hard to remember because
0: he's either sanctioned
2: or he's injured but he has made a good showing out for so far he's played in all five games giving them a good about 17 18 minutes and he's given them about seven boards with eight points mm-hmm. like and and i know like at first glance that's not impressive but, you know, just him coming back from that injury is giving them another – he's 6'11", is just another guy that can provide rim protection for that team, give them the offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds they need. So I think he's a very important piece that has come back for that team and just adding the size back.
1: Absolutely. You know, like you like, we, we just said, that they brought back, you know – Dan Joe Purifoy. They brought back Austin Wiley Anthony Macklemore, uh, Javon McCormick And uh, the other one What's his name That had the crossover S- Samir Samir Dowdy Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know They brought those Players back But I didn't think It would be You know Anywhere near the team That they were last year and, but here they are. Here they are. They're playing their strengths.
2: I don't think they are the same. Like, they're going to be near the team as I share. I think they'll definitely have a a dip. Because, like, I think the re- only real team they have faced that has given them, like, a true, like, gives them a true look of real competition is South Alabama. And they escaped away with that mm-hmm. by one point. So, at this point, I think it's too early to call out Auburn mm-hmm. because they faced very little kind of true competition, but, you know, they got New Mexico State. They're going to play Furman, and they got Furman at home. So, definitely watch That's out for that game. It's going to be a game. good game to watch. Watch out for that game. It's going to be very good. Um, but, you know, their non-conference schedule outside of that hasn't really been that impressive. Um, so, we're really not going to see what we know about this Auburn yeah, team until, until like, a conference, conference play. schedule.
0: Absolutely. I'm taking the New Mexico Lobos here. I'm, are you I'm taking, taking them, them, Are
1: you taking the spread or are set. you taking I'm, I'm taking, taking them straight,
0: straight up. Straight up. I, I think it's a game in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. I think that they, the Jay-Z the neutral court will help. Yeah. And here's something that went under the radar. I was not not previously aware of. The New Mexico Lobos have added Carlton Bragg, a former five star prospect uh, who was originally uh, committed to Kansas. Uh, he he is since transferred uh, to Me- to New Mexico. They also have Jaquan Lyle, who's a great scoring guard. I think that they they can go in there and really shake things up and and give Auburn a fight. And I'm a, I'm gonna pick him to pull out the pull out the victory. Go no Lobos! Hey. Here's hoping.
2: I, I want Auburn to lose more than anything in the entire world. So I'm, I'm going to pick Auburn just for my statistics stake. Like states, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm going to pick them for the for the for the pick them. But I'm rooting for you, New Mexico. Proof, make me limits. wrong. Make me wrong. I win either ways.
0: All right, uh, we're gonna take it out here. Uh, We'll be back with the the third quarter and give you guys a little preview of Atlantis and what you can expect to see. You're listening to the Bama Baseline podcast. The Capstone 90.7 FM WVUA. Welcome back in. To the Bama Baseline Podcast, uh, we're here with you. Recording. There's been a there's been a change of plans. Uh, we have been, had a request from Luke uh, to reorder the second half of the show. Uh, we'll get to our preview in the fourth quarter, but for the third, let's get to our list, guys.
1: As you all know, the uh, cornerstone of the sports radio, is lists. Uh, This week, I'm not sure if we can count this as a list, but it is. you you do have to give a list of them. Uh, Give me, give me, and we'll revisit this throughout the season, but give me five, you're on a desert island. Mm -hmm. You can only have five condiments for the rest of your life, right? Mm -hmm.
2: Okay.
1: Give me those five.
0: James, you want you James? I gonna you. Did. James <laughs> are first. You're always first.
2: I, is he really? He really honest. is always first.
0: All right. Number one, sweet baby Ray's uh, sweet heat barbecue sauce. That's a that's good Unquestioned. Right. Okay. Number two, I'm going with uh, Chick fil A's honey mustard. They have some good a yeah, Big, big yeah. fan of the Chick Fil A honey mustard. It's
1: it, it's different. It's, it's not, a different
0: consistency than a
1: lot of. honey You know, mustard. it's kind of it and the Polynesian sauce kind yeah. of have the same consistency, but yeah. different taste.
0: I like right. it. It's very tangy. I, yeah, I, I'm a fa- I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Third, I gotta go with cane sauce. Gotta go with cane sauce. Well, I feel I'm like not, cane I'm to sauce. That one. Not yeah, but
1: hold on, because cane All sauce right. is just like it's like just signature sauce for chicken tenders anywhere. Yeah, it, it is. It is. So just right. say signature sauce.
0: Well, well, I thought we were gonna be specific. You know, uh, well, let's be I, I don't yeah. know G- what you're. Keep going. You give, us you for it. For give us four. Give us four. Rest All your right. life. We've been over time. that. I only eat chicken. Yeah, that's been a salad. as a
2: as a show. We've discussed this. Don't understand how it
0: so uh, moving on, number four, uh, you know, it, it's it's taken some, some hard thought here, mm-hmm. but I gotta go mm-hmm. with some some Frank's hot sauce. Okay. I'm a big big fan of hot Under sauce. Judge. I think Frank's is a is a nice medium uh, a hot sauce to kind of use as your baseline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for anything, and then then fifth, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm thinking hard here. You're thinking. I'm thinking hard. And in honor of Chewy's being closed in Tuscaloosa... What a a loss. And and I know it might... We'll have to get a ruling from the judges. But the creamy jalapeno dip... At Chewy's I could put that on anything
1: You know I'll let you keep that Because you know yeah, It's you keep really that? good It is
0: really good it's would, re- would,
1: were, Chewy's didn't have A lot of redeemable qualities And we'll get into this In a separate show About all the restaurants that have closed in Tuscaloosa <laughs> <laughs> so If you had to, <laughs> That'll we'll, be a different We'll yeah. get into that to a diff- On a different Bama Baseline podcast But you know that's That was a very good It was a very redeemable Quality of Chewy's It was Alright okay, yeah. okay. right,
0: Very good
2: Alright Trevin Alright Number one Heinz ketchup. It's gotta be Heinz. Gotta be Heinz. Hunts I, agree I don't with want that. it. I agree with Hunts. That. I don't want it. See, I don't it. eat I enough ketchup,
0: ketchup to And that is the problem. Ketchup. No, I, I'm, not, All right, very I'm not I'm not <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a big ketchup guy, but, but on a burger I do like I do like ketchup. But a burger I thought you were a chicken on man. An,
1: on a burger? Right. You're eating ketchup, well, ketchup on a and burger? mustard. You're hold eating on ketchup the on most, a hamburger. The most yes.
2: slept-on condiment on a burger is a nice, good barbecue sauce. Well, okay, I can I agree on that. With that. Yeah. You're putting... Well, we're, well, we're talking... Hold we're on, talking. hold on. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. The show has come to a screeching call. <laughs> we are dressing. this right now. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> James Fletcher, yes. you put ketchup on a hamburger. I, think I put that's ketchup not, on a hamburger. I don't think that's not out there. I think you're the one who's you're out You're the odd one out. Pizza. And I'm, you're I'm the talking classless, classless group of co-hosts out have. <laughs> with no respect to the history and integrity the of the hamburger. the going to with Disgusting. Ketchup
2: and mustard, I feel like, are the top, top Ketchup two on the hot dogs, you can do it. Ketchup on the hamburger. Do not put ketchup, it on there. Ketchup, okay. mustard, and mayo, now, the, three, the holy trinity of a burger. We are
0: abandoning all the rest
1: of the list segment to talk but, about this right now. But,
0: Ketchup on a burger is no no controversy. Ketchup on a hot dog is much more of a controversy. And you know and you know that yes. this is weird because also me in and James are in agreeing certain in certain areas. Yeah. You know you go to Chicago they won't let you put you they will not let you put ketchup on your, on no, your hot no, dogs. No, I don't put ketchup on my hot dogs, right? Really? Right. Yeah, they no, won't they, they, will, not they will
1: not let you. No, they'll That'd they'll be... throw you, they'll exile, you, right? right? They will throw they'll make hot you hot walk across across frozen I lake. Am not yeah. going to Chicago. <laughs> 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 no, but like like I, I like I don't put ketchup on my hot dogs, uh-huh. but I do find it more socially acceptable to do so than putting it on the hamburger. I feel like a hamburger. What?
0: No, so, it, so, so it, does, it, does, it
1: does nothing to enhance the taste of I, the hamburger. I will agree I, to disagree. What does that even mean? No, no <laughs> there is no agreeing in anything. <laughs> have you have you not listened to this show? <laughs> <laughs> There's no agreeing. We are far beyond <laughs> that. No, like, th- th- what a classless group of co-hosts I have with no, no respect for the history and we integrity. We need to put this on the poll. Put
0: it on the poll. Put it on the poll. Does ketchup belong on a burger?
1: And I, put it I it think on the that poll. it's going to be
0: overwhelming. Uh, put it yeah, on the poll. favor. All Aud- the
1: audience when you hear this, we want you to number number 2. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Back right, right to what I'm trying to well, do. Yeah, number go, 2. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's up, uh, let's update the poll. Uh <laughs> if you're listening, audience go to Twitter, Bama Baseline at Bama baseline on Twitter, uh, vote in the
0: poll. Uh James is updating it right now. Updating do you put the Do you put Ketchup. You guys can have a timestamp on this this episode of Bama Baseline here, uh, checking out when we
1: post this poll. That's right. Uh, do you put put it on the poll, James? Do you put ketchup on the hamburger? Put it on a separate poll. Do you find it socially acceptable to put ketchup on a hamburger? All we'll right. update it well, next. Let's, let's let Trevin get to the rest of Trevin. his list here. He's been hung up for quite some time. Trevin again. Uh, All, right. Right. All right, we're, we're back. Uh, uh,
2: five condiments for the rest of your life. What do you have? Number one, Heinz ketchup. Okay. Number two, sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. All right. That's just a staple. I can't live without it. I literally cannot. It's, it's in my refrigerator at all times. <laughs> if I have mm-hmm. one bottle left, I go and buy four more bottles just to make sure I always have sweet Man. baby Ray's barbecue sauce. It is mm-hmm. that serious. Dedication. Number two, Ranch. Gotta have, you gotta, good, have gotta have a good creamy ranch, and the best ranch I have tasted is from Wingstop. Wingstop
0: has amazing; it is, it is delicious. delicious. They got great ranch. Uh, they Any great anywhere ranch. that has a homemade ranch, and I wasn't gonna add ranch to my list because it's such a vague, a vague one. And I, I was going with more specific uh, as came up with the canes ish, issue, but anywhere that makes their own, yeah, ranch. I know how to make it. It's it's. It's, it's
2: always so great.
1: It's always great. Yes. I feel like I feel like it's hard to mess up ranch it, unless
2: you really try. It, you really got to try. It's up. hard but it's easy at the same time because like the ingredients <laughs> no, because the ingredients are so simple stupid. It's not it's very easy to like just put it together, but you put the wrong amounts, the wrong quantity, your ranch can feel so off. So it can be it can be easy to mess up but it's like it's easy to make too. Number 4 Sweet baby Ray's. That's much I love it. Carolina golden barbecue. Okay, I love me a good nice mustard based barbecue sauce. Now that's South Carolina stuff you're talking there. Yes, that's what I'm talking. All about. Right. but they they just it's they 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 you know they just blank statement Carolina. That's the one they call it. Mm. Carolina golden barbecue sauce. So a good mustard based barbecue sauce. Mm. I love me a good mustard based barbecue hey. sauce. Give us 5. Number 5. I was I was sitting on this and I was I was thinking and I was hoping. But number 5, I have to go with a comeback sauce.
1: Okay. All right. I, I can me, see that.
2: I love me a good comeback sauce. You put comeback sauce on a burger, delicious. You put it on a euro delicious. You put it on any on the fries, delicious. Comeback sauce. That is my Very good. Huh. Very good. I like it. All right. So. Uh, that's the first time you said that. Thank you, James. I wish to bring this. This is a, a great, great moment. moment. This is a great moment. You can't
1: see it, but it's some great. Cause Luke Ratliff has united us. You can't, you can't <laughs> see it, folks, but they just embraced <laughs> at the table, at the recordings, here at the studio. Uh, this is really just, you know, really, really touching that Trevin and James have finally come together over something, and it's comeback sauce. <laughs>
0: it is, it is, it <laughs> is quite good. the moment well, in well, Bama baseline history. Yes,
1: it'll never um, happen again. Moving on, uh, <laughs> again, you got to get your list. If I have, I've got five condiments for the rest of my life. The rest and of they, your life, no, no specific order. I'm going, uh, of course, mustard. Yeah, you gotta right, have mustard. A right, right. uh, hot sauce. Right, yep. right. I like. Good. Now, and a lot of people what say this. What is your favorite hot sauce? I really. Now, of course, I love Valentina hot sauce. The you know, more yeah. Mexican hot yeah. sauce, Valentina. But that uh, doesn't go on everything. That doesn't go on everything. That's. Right. Yeah, uh, but uh, general hot sauce, it's really hot take. But I like Crystal. Crystal Louisiana oh. hot sauce. I do. Uh, that is that is a hot take. Uh, that's a bit of hot. T- I really do like it. You know. Uh, uh, moving on, uh, we've got mustard hot sauce. Three, I'd probably go ranch, of course. Mm-hmm. Can't, a good, it, can't, a good can't, creamy ranch. You can't miss on ranch. It's one of those things. Like, I don't put
2: ranch on everything, but you can't miss on it. Like, I'm not going to say is. that because Kraft managed to miss it every time. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> Kraft ranch is terrible. That's the <laughs> only ranch I refuse to ever eat. No, uh, ranch... Then I'm going to go
1: Duke's mayonnaise because I'm from the South. Okay. All right. You've got to have Duke's mayonnaise. It's got to be Duke's. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, you know, that's miracle miracle
2: whip.
0: Get out of here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Miracle whip. Well, you know, it's a miracle I don't whip it in the trash. That's what it is. Uh, Get out of here. It's got to be Duke's mayonnaise. And then I'm going to surprise them. No, I'm not. Let's go barbecue sauce. Doesn't matter. All right. Doesn't matter which guy. I'm All from right. North
0: Carolina. I like that, you know, peppery This tomato. is a big, big sticking yeah. point. We've got, we've got members from Carolina. Memphis and Alabama in this room. Barbecue is a hot round topic. round table of barbecue. <laughs> a we hot are. topic here. If we're
2: really thinking about it. We're, we're actually sitting in the holy trinity of barbecue. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> if, Ber- if we had somewhere from Kansas. Birmingham, Birmingham Texas. Memphis, North well, Carolina. Texas Kansas City. All we're missing is Kansas City and we did got you, the perfect. James, did you just dismiss Texas barbecue? Well, here's
0: here's the thing. It's is not as good as Kansas Texas City is the Texas is the best barbecue, but it's it's like comparing... You know, a, a burger joint to a steakhouse. I mean, they're just using a better quality of meat, and I—that's I, where where I get frustrated when people are, make the argument for Texas barbecue being the best because it is, and I, I don't argue that point. But when you're using the best cut of meat. Then I well, mean, well it should, it should taste the best. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, if you and that's where the, I land on that. Like actually.
2: if you brought like those Texas cookers and you told them to use like Kansas City meat, Birmingham meat, Memphis meat, North Carolina meat, it's it's <laughs> North just North Carolina <laughs> meat. it's just it's they're they're just not going to be on the same quality level, you know, like taste wise as those guys who like actually live there. But if you took any of those guys over to Texas, they'll just run a whole shop. It's over with. They'll sure. have probably the best barbecue in the state of Texas because they just right. have better meat. Very like good. people in the South, like people in this region just know how to barbecue. Mm-hmm. And once you get outside of Kansas City, Missouri, you just have lost. You're in the abyss. Barbecue don't taste the same. You know, their form of barbecues. Let's throw some sauce on it. Just throw some sauce on it and then just send it out. Don't cook in it. Don't don't marinate. No, Just throw some sauce on it. That's and right. Let it
0: go. Very <laughs> good. All right, that was a, that was a great segment that we had there. And we'll, great we'll, basketball we'll, segment. It you. was a good basketball segment. And uh, we'll, we'll be back with a, with a real in-depth basketball segment. We'll talk about uh, the Atlantis uh, tournament coming up for Alabama. Uh, who will they play, who might they play, and who, who do we want them uh, to play? That's coming up on the Bama Baseline Podcast. The Capstone, 90.7 FM, WVUA. Welcome back to the Bama Baseline podcast. Final segment uh, here today. We'll give you guys a preview of the Atlantis tournament coming up uh, for Alabama. They're going to take on North Carolina first, so we'll preview that game, and then we'll go from there uh, on what we expect from this uh, Thanksgiving uh, extravaganza in
1: Atlantis. Exactly. Uh, First of all, need to clear the air. This is the battle for Atlantis. Uh, the lost city of Atlanta. It's the not bad boy it, mowers. Not to be confused with the lost city of Atlanta. So, we need to clear the air there. <laughs> um, again, uh, first off, the tie plays 2.30 on next Wednesday. Well, well it'll we, be one yeah. thirty Central time. Well, yeah, you're right. So, they're playing one thirty Central time uh, next Wednesday, the 27th, against North Carolina in the Bahamas. Um, guys... Glaring issue here, Cole Anthony for North Carolina. Really good ball player. Uh,
2: That is is not a glaring issue. That is a blinding issue. (laughs) Um, Cole Anthony is probably... I'm not even gonna say probably. He is like top five basketball player in the nation, in right. my opinion. Far and away. Far, far and away. He's definitely going to be a steal in the lottery next year for any team that picks him up. It, this guy's just—he's—he's he's a different breed, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a different breed. It's going to be great to see him going against Kyra Lewis. It's going uh, to be so much. It's fun. It's going to be a great matchup. Be, I kind of hope. I kind of hope
1: from a game plan uh, perspective. I kind of help we put Herbert Jones on Cole Anthony.
2: I definitely, I definitely think that they're going to treat Cole Anthony like they did uh, Trey Young, Trey Young, and try and mix it up, um, put a bigger guy on him, and mm. just mix up the different looks that he gets. So he'll get Kyra down on the floor one time. You know, definitely Kyra's going to be your focus of attack on offense because you Absolutely. want when players are that good, you got to make them work on the defensive That's end. Right. So you're going to make them run around screens, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they. Put Herb on him, switch on Petty every couple of times. Get Shackleford out there, getting him running around screens of that nature. So it's it's going to be an interesting matchup. Okay.
0: Yeah, obviously your main concern is stopping Cole Anthony, and that's got to be number one. Whether you have to double team him, uh, whether you have to switch on screens, uh, go over screens, whatever it takes, you've got to find a way to slow him down. But but you can't leave Leaky Black alone. On the court You gotta but always James put it on the Always keep an eye On Leaky Black J- James put it on the poll Can you leave Leaky Black alone
1: oh, Well At the Bama, answer's no Put put it on the poll For the audience At long Bama long Baseline
0: long On Twitter Can you leave Leaky Black alone uh, Never Never leave Leaky Black Post. alone And how about How about next year we'll, we'll give you a preview of 2020 preview Of North Carolina They will feature Not only Leaky Black But Puff Johnson also committed to attend uh, North Carolina. Top five basketball name. I mean, how about a... How it's out there a, with Rip talk Hamilton about, for me. Talk about a backcourt. Uh, you put Leaky Black and Puff Johnson on the court. Who, who's competing with that? Leaky Black, Puff Johnson, Rip Hamilton. That's right.
1: three of the top five basketball names for me. It
0: is. Back to back yeah. to the analysis here, though. Uh, Garrison Brooks, obviously. Yes, uh, absolutely. Their dominant big man down low. Uh, you you got to match him up. I, I, I would guess Javian will draw that assignment for most of the night. And uh, hopefully Galen Smith can give us good minutes off the bench, uh, helping helping guard him. And so I, I do look at this North Carolina team. They're really good up top, but they don't have a lot of depth. That, that's that's the
1: thing I want to talk about, James, because, you know, especially in this last recruiting cycle, North Carolina lost some good players uh, to the draft. Uh, Kobe White, uh, what was the—, the yeah, Kim the Johnson. Noslittle Little. Nos Little. Uh, they lost really good players to the draft, and apart from— you know, Cole Anthony, they didn't really, Roy Williams didn't really fill the gaps in right. his team. Uh, it still is a, this is top five, top ten team in the country. For sure. Uh, for, throughout the year, it's going to be a top five, mm-hmm. top ten team in the country. And uh, you look, and apart from Cole Anthony and Garrison Brooks, I think if you stop them, uh of course you, you gotta stop Bleaky black and yeah. James can't leave him alone. can't least. leave him alone <laughs> at the know? very least uh, but if if you take care of that and limit those two, I think this is a very I don't, I don't wanna say very gettable game but this is this is going to be a very competitive game if you control uh, the,
0: the, the pace of play and control those two players. If you're the tithe, yeah, and I think this is where we'll finally get a chance to see uh, this running gun mentality that Alabama has. Hopefully, play to their benefit. That's right. If you can get these guys tired, uh, they're not going to go deep into their bench. If you can run up and down and get them, you know, winded, Mm -hmm. uh, going going into the last ten minutes of the game, that's where you can make a run. And if you can stick around, keep it, keep it within ten. Keep it keep it down to down to five at some points, and then you go on a run there with about ten minutes left. You're right in the mix for the game. Well, here's
1: the thing, you know, and I and I, I grew up in this. I grew up in North Carolina. Uh, there's there's a saying. This is where I have issue with what you just said. Uh, there's a saying people have it. Uh, you don't invade Russia in the winter, and you don't try to run with North Carolina. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's two things you do not do. I, and I like, agree with I, you like, there. Like, like it's just it's a scary th- it's a scary thing because you know Roy Williams teams always prepared to run, always prepared to get up. They and get the, They get the ball it's, past mid-court faster you, than anyone. And you think about you think about uh, these Roy Williams teams of the past and just have, how he's developed big men. Uh, into dominant players just because he's taught them how to run the court. Right. You know, yeah. you think of Tyler Hansbrough, Tyler Zeller, Garrison Brooks. Now you look back at James Michael McAdoo got drafted <laughs> right. from North Carolina just for running the floor. Yeah. You know, yes. that, that's uh, like I don't think trying to match their tempo is going to really you know benefit well, us that I much. That's I agree, that's, that's I we're agree with from. that
0: premise, but but my my point is primarily that that we're not matching them anymore. This is our tempo. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think that we can benefit is that we're in shape to run like that. And if you can keep it close for long enough, then hopefully, uh, you know, early season, maybe they're not in 100% conditioning yeah. and you're able to, to stick around in that game. That's right. And also,
2: just when, like you say about don't run with them, I think it's not about running with them. It's about running with him. Finding a select individual that you have to constantly keep moving and making sure that they're winning. And for this one, it would be Cole Anthony and Garrison Brooks. And like, like yeah, if you're Herb Jones, hedge off the screen. He- yeah, when you're if you're Herb Jones, hedge off of it. Attack him as soon as he gets the ball. We're doing yeah. full court press all day. Cole Anthony, you're going to work for it. You know, and I know that might make him tired well, with the back end, but we have more depth than they do. Having Beetle Bolden would
0: be huge. That, would be that huge. if we're if we're looking to to press because yes. he, he obviously comes from Press Virginia. Right. Yeah. where where he, he has that experience. He knows how, how to run that pressure and how to on play the floor. it for the full game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then also dealing with Garrison Brooks there's going to be Javion and it's going to be Alex Reese's job to make sure that he that Absolutely. he's constantly moving. Like Javion you going to beat him down low. you got to just wear him out. Even if you know you're not getting the ball just go ahead and pretend like you are just so he has to exert that energy to kind of just fight you off because that's you right. never know what opportunity is going to come. And then Alex Reese just Stretching that floor, making him come out, go back in, come out, come go back in, just that constant movement. You got to keep the movement. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Yeah. Uh, and now let's let's look forward here. Let's just, for for argument's sake, there there's two options. Which one would you rather play? Like, because uh, it, it, whether Alabama wins or loses, they will play. If they win, they will play the winner of the Michigan Iowa State matchup. If they lose, they will play the loser. They're going to play that one that of these up. two teams, regardless. Right, right. And I won't. I won't. Talk, I won't talk for a second about
1: this field as a whole. This is a really Lonely I mean, field. This this tournament. This is this is what you
2: made it. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. <laughs>
1: this this tournament. This battle for Atlantis is always a good tournament, but this year I don't think I've seen as many teams like, top-tier teams as I've seen in this tournament right, yeah,
2: right it's now. a it's
1: you a know, big field. Michigan, Iowa, I mean, it's just loaded. Like, and even even the lower, like,
0: even Seton Hall, you look at Seton Hall, Seton Hall, real Seton good ball Hall, team. Top 25 team with Miles Powell coming back yeah. uh, for his senior year. Uh, a loaded field, to say the least. I feel bad for Southern Miss, though. <laughs> I mean, it'll be a good experience for the kids to get to go to this tournament. <laughs> That's about all they're going to get out of this experience. Yeah, they got a terrible draw You play uh, Gonzaga off the jump. Oh, my goodness. But look, you And got there's no rest for them afterwards. Apart, That's the thing. i have got to play either
2: Seton Hall or Oregon. Seton Hall or Oregon,
1: both top 20 <laughs> programs. Well, yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but right now the only unranked teams in this tournament are Southern Miss and Alabama. Yep. Am I, right? I mean, Am Michigan, wrong? Michigan. I'm not.
0: Michigan is not ranked. They're okay, not ranked right now, but they're good. They're good enough. They're very the good the ball, ball,
1: ball team. team. That's the thing. You know, that, 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 that's my point. There's eight quality ball teams here in this tournament in the, in the, in Atlanta. Uh, it's going to be really tough. Whoever wins is going to really earn uh, yeah. title as it's going to be the, a big, big resume as, builder. Yeah, absolutely. The, whoever wins going to really earn that title of bad boy mowers battle <laughs> for Atlantis champion. <laughs> Of 2019, <laughs> yeah. But uh, getting back, uh, which of the two I'd rather face? Honestly, I'd rather face Michigan.
2: Give but, me Michigan. I want Juwan give, Howard. I think we're in agreement
0: here.
1: Give, give me I, Juwan, Juwan Howard.
2: Michigan. I want the rookie coach. Yeah, I want the rookie.
1: Absolutely, and I don't think you know uh, Michigan's a really good team. Last week they had a really good win over the hated Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, but I'd rather, I'd much rather play them with Steve Prime right now. In yeah. Iowa State, uh, but other than that, man, I just like, getting past. We got we
0: got to get past this North Carolina game. Yeah, if you're Alabama. Is you gotta? I mean, win or lose, you gotta play well, uh, build some confidence going into the next game because it's not gonna get any it's, easier. No breaks, and, and so I mean, the only break you might catch is if you go zero two in the first two and and end up facing Southern Miss, but you don't want to, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to put the breaks on after that either. You got to go out and, and earn that one because you know Southern Miss is gonna be looking for an upset throughout this tournament. Let's talk for a second. Uh, break away from this.
1: Just thrown to the gauntlet already. This Alabama team has been. Right. They've played. I mean, out of conference schedule. uh, Way tough schedule. I mean, you look, you look with the exception so far, they've played four games with the exception so far. of no disrespect, but to Florida Atlantic. Uh, And I know they played, uh, was it Miami? They played real tough there for a little while. Yes. Uh, I know. But with the exception of Florida Atlantic, Alabama's played what I consider three tournament teams. Three for sure. In my mind, tournament teams. Uh, in Furman Rhode Island and Penn uh, and then it just doesn't get easier and it's hard it's hard if you're it, you know in your first season and you're trying to establish a culture and you're trying to you know build confidence in your team and cohesiveness in the way they play when your first five games are against four or five tournament teams yeah right. And you know what they and say. And you have
2: injuries as well. That's yeah. right.
1: You know, it, we haven't even talked about this. Well, what, James seven did. scholarship athletes left on the roster. Yeah, the, the active roster. Absolutely. And then, like James touched on this a while ago, Beetle Bolton, who was out for the, we didn't even talk about that a while ago. Yeah, for, the the cast, the,
0: the cast on his on his hand.
1: And hopefully, hopefully, he's back in time because he had a week had eight days off to get healthy. Hopefully, he's back in time because I don't think yeah. they're looking to can,
0: reevaluate on Monday. That's absolutely. We have, got,
1: we have got. We have got to have everyone on deck for
2: this battle for Atlantis tournament yeah um, you know what it should be very exciting it'll be a great metric test to see where we are as a team absolutely um, and I, and I'm more so looking at talent not necessarily mistakes because we are going to make mistakes um, I'm not even looking at the final score I'm more worried about how are they going to play. Like, they're going to they're play hard. You know, the, the shot opportunities, we may not make them because, you know, sometimes you just miss uh-huh. the shots. But how many open shots opportunities do we have? And just kind of just measuring up. Like, how well do they run the offense? How well yeah. do they run the offense? Defensively, how hard are they getting after it? You know, hustle plays, things of that nature. I'm more so looking for the, the intangibles than the tangibles. That's right. Heading into this tournament because you can fix the other stuff later.
0: Yep. That'll do it for today. Uh, This has been the Bama Baseline Podcast. I'll let everyone sign off for themselves. I'm James Fletcher. I'm Trevin. And I'm Luke Ratliff. Thank you for listening
1: to the Bama Baseline Podcast.